0: Listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry.
1: So, what have we all seen in the theaters lately? Or not in the theaters. What have we watched lately? <laughs> what have we watched lately? Well, I'll go first. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please, by all means. That's fine. Cool. Uh, I finally saw okay. Gone Girl. <gasps> yes. Okay. I haven't been um, here forever, but I'll oh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's Verdict.
1: Fine. It's, um, it was uh, it, mm, traumatic to a certain extent. Thank you. Um, a little too close to home. Really? Yeah. Because Ben Affleck's character, um, not, I mean, not to give too much away about other people's personal lives, but Ben Affleck's character's from St. Louis and has a twin sister. Same thing as my boyfriend. Oh, so that was a little, see. a little weird. So, there was that.
2: Did you ever, like, identify awkwardly with the... With Rosamund Pike's Rosamund character?
1: Pike character because of that? Like, well, what are you implying? I mean, how often have we joked about me being kind of... <gasps> no! Murderous, or having a murder playlist, and oh. some of those kinds of... Th- so, without trying to give too much away, it's a little weird. So,
3: in summary, Sarah Ashley's opinion was, it was... Mm.
1: It was a good movie. I liked it a lot, yes. but it was... Hmm. Okay. Mm. Anyway, um, and then I also saw Book of Life, which, Ooh. gorgeous movie. Story was okay, but the style of it was really good. Um, some really good pop song covers. So I liked it a lot. And then um, most recently, I saw Birdman. Oh, how Bird was Man. it? It's good. Nice. Best acting I've ever seen Michael Keaton do, ever. Ed Norton is awesome, kind of playing a character not unlike himself in real life, I think. Well, I think they're all kind of playing sure.
3: caricatures of themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. Emma Stone's character was really good. I just, best acting I've seen in a movie in a long time. Wow. I think, I feel like it's an Oscar an Oscar contender, personally. Nice. Um, Who's the director?
3: Uh... Pedro uh, Iniratú, I think.
2: Something like oh, that. Or no,
0: Alejandro, Alejandro Iniratú. Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you,
0: newsman who pronounces all the names correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Alejandro
2: bla. <Iñarato. laughs> uh, wow, that's <laughs> not insensitive <laughs> at all. No, I mean, I just heard syllables, and I heard num- letters and vowels, and that's how it sounded. I'm okay. sorry, Brian.
3: <laughs> sorry. Alejandro in your attitude.
1: good job good there you job. go like, <laughs> <laughs> like i'm from the midwest God. also the drum score the jazz drum score in that movie Ooh. was really rad and Pretty amazing, um yeah. it very leaves the movie. it leaves the movie very um open-ended mm. you do a lot of questioning solid solid film highly recommend it Nice. I heard that the pacing of the film Sweet. was really long and like no, it's a pretty I long felt I it went super. It was super fluid to okay. me, and the fact that the whole thing yeah was done as a one shot.
2: No, well,
3: With it the wasn't exception really. Of one, it wasn't it was just really edited in a way where it looked like it, it was, was one kind
1: of like Children yeah. and Men. It was yeah. seamless. Yeah, it like was the, such beautiful. It was so beautifully oh. done. It wasn't actually one shot because it would be physically impossible. What they would yeah. do is they
3: would do a lot of swish panning. That would uh, that would be done in a way where it looked like one continuous pan, but yeah. it really it would, they had cut off halfway through. Yeah.
1: So would it
2: be tricky to find kind of find the edits then? It, is it would be super very very tricky. hard yeah. to cool. find it. I
1: love movies like that. It cool. was really well done.
0: So I saw a few movies in the theater recently. I went and saw Interstellar. I saw Dumb and Dumber Two. But uh, the one that had the most effect on me recently, I think, was Fury.
2: <gasps> I saw Fury too. Was that actually good? <laughs> Loved it. It's so really?
0: stressful, yes. right? It's like running a mile in the theater. That's how stressed out I was the whole time. <laughs> oh, but that's not yeah. totally because of the movie. I live no. in Colorado where, um, newsflash, weed is legal. So they have these little things called Chiba Chews, and they're oh like God. Tootsie Rolls, but they have an obscene amount of marijuana in them. Oh and God. how much is ri- is in there is kind of really small on the label. Dude. So I like ate half of this thing, and then I'm in the theater, and I'm watching it, and I start to just grab the sides of my chair, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, the German tanks are so much better. And the, it's it's going, going to be so bad.
2: <laughs> Dude, that movie is seriously claustrophobia-inducing, so I don't blame you. Best damn job I ever had. <laughs> Wow. I mean, for a Brad Pitt killing Nazi movie, like, I, I would want to rank it as one of his best. Like, it was like Inglorious Bastards done, like, seriously. Okay.
1: <laughs> Interesting. And though.
2: it's really
0: harrowing. And it starts yeah. out really dark and depressing and then just keeps going down the depression rabbit mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. for two hours.
2: I don't know about you, but I gained a little bit more respect for Shia LaBeouf. I did. Really? Yeah. he I was really, a, like, a lot he, more respect for him.
1: I mean, he's kind of awful. He
2: he was he was likable in this movie, though. Interesting. Really likable. He was like. I wonder
1: if that makes up for his personality at all.
0: Yeah. It it reminded Mm. me of his powerful performances from Even Stevens that affected (laughs) me so much as a child. Jerk. (laughs) I mean,
1: Holes was good.
3: No, I'm serious.
1: Oh, Stanley Unitz.
3: Also, the same name from the Even Stevens is why
0: I stopped cutting.
1: Oh God. (laughs) Jesus, that's that's lovely. Hey, what do you think of Dumb and Dumber Two? I
0: enjoyed it. I thought it was serviceable. I laughed out loud a lot, but you know, it's nothing compared to the original at all. Mm.
3: Well, how do you top the original though? That's the thing. Like, I mean, it seemed like
2: everybody trying to, which is good. Mm. Okay. Do you feel like it was just like Jim Carrey and um, uh, totally Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels, thank you. Just kind of having fun and reuniting.
0: It was. I did think though that their their characters, even though they've grown, and of course it's like twenty years later, I didn't think that they were as consistent. From one movie to the next. Like, I thought Harry's, like, Jeff Daniels playing Harry was a little too dumb, and he was really, like, hamming up the the nods and the looks, mm. and his voice was a little different.
1: Like, more mm. so when, like, in Dumb and Dumber, he kind of played it a little bit more subtly.
0: Yeah. No, he, well, I was going to say, he played the entire, his entire performance of Dumb and Dumber 2, he had the same face he had the whole time he was shitting in the first Dumb and Dumber, oh. it was like he had those faces the whole movie. Wow! Maybe like
3: if you were to interview him, you would find out that that was that TurboLax had such a profound effect on Harry <laughs> that that's his that look is stuck
2: on his face hope.
3: ever since that <laughs> night. <laughs> Ryan, what did you watch? Uh, I saw a couple of movies. Uh, so movies, uh, Dave and I had a couple of man dates. Uh, nothing happened. It's okay, guys. Um, but um, he didn't like
1: try to do the old reach around the shoulders and grab the boob trick. Mm-hmm.
0: Nah, more like the hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket. <laughs> uh, so we we
3: saw a couple. We also saw Birdman,
1: mm-hmm. which I
3: agree with everything you said. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what that movie's about.
1: Let's discuss after. I don't want to spoil anything because yeah. I I Steve and I discussed it too. I think I have a pretty good theory.
3: I I actually just want to watch it again. Because mm, I think right, that well, movie is so well made me, that cool. it merits a remake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then also Dave and I saw John Wick.
2: <gasps> Keanu. Keanu. Whoa.
3: Whoa. <laughs> so first of all, I will say this. If there was any question of whether Keanu Reeves could act, he proves it in this movie that he can. Because there are some, I know, like what? Mm-hmm. There are some moments in this movie that are just pure raw emotion mm-hmm. that he pulls off. And it's completely believable.
2: In IMAX nonetheless. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's not only that, but like the, the way the movie is it, the movie's stylized in a way that it's very fantasy film noir. Ah. And without getting into too spoiling too much of the film, you basically find out there is this whole elaborate secret underworld of Hitman that he is a part of. Yes. Yes. Sold. <laughs> yeah. And so because of that, he is so he is more badass in this movie than he was in The Matrix.
0: And Sarah, yeah. I think you'll really dig it because the whole thing, the crux of the whole thing is they killed his fucking dog. <laughs> and they killed his dog I, in a very brutal way, too. So,
1: I mean, i the whole movie was completely spoiled for me because I saw somebody who saw it, and they basically hated it. Mm. They hated everything about it, thought it was completely trite, and just ripped it new one and told me everything. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to just go see it on my own and give my own opinion. Wow. But Yeah. I just want to say
0: I was the first person on our text thread to say, mm-hmm. John Wick looks like it's going to be awesome. And Dave, of all people, was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm and not Dave convinced. liked it. wait. Dave loved it. Dave actually, and I agree that it I should know. be a TV series. And Dave
1: hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's <laughs> TV. Unless it's lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something I by Dave I saw Damon a half-star
0: review for <laughs> Top Ramen on his uh, Twitter feed.
2: Wow. What? He wow, He reviews
0: Dave. and hates everything. <laughs> to be
3: fair, to play devil's <laughs> wow. advocate for a moment, he is trying to cut down on his sodium. Oh,
2: there we so. go! <laughs> nicely done. Nicely, that nicely was what it was
0: all about. It was like, uh, it would have been so much better if the sodium content's performance didn't ruin the whole thing.
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> poor Dave. Dave, Half we love you.
0: We do. We love Dave. Um, oh, I love him to death. That's I, I. make fun of the people that I love. Brian can attest to that. I mean, oh yeah, his his way of saying I love you is by taunting me. It's uh, psychological torture.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but you you're know what else? So Roxy, what did you watch this last month?
2: Uh Fury. And I watched this awesome documentary on Netflix called, um, what's it? I think it's like I Know That Voice or What's That Voice? It's basically a documentary about voice oh, actors. Oh, I
1: wanted to watch that one. Yeah, I That's been on my queue. I put I it on it's... hold because I had to finish Twin Peaks first. Oh, oh right. you finished Twin oh, Peaks. How yeah, did you finish Twin Peaks? <laughs> That's I didn't, awesome. I didn't
3: know we were talking about documentaries because I also saw a documentary. Oh. About Banksy doing uh, coming to New York.
1: Oh yeah, oh, okay. the
2: Banksy the- New York. Oh come. my yeah. God, it
3: was amazing. Okay, nice. Continue, continue, continue. Well,
2: I'm just I'm pulling up the name of the documentary. It is called. Damn believe- it, Roxy,
3: you're supposed to be prepared.
2: Ups, yeah. whatever, dude. I'm on vacation. Fuck that.
1: That's true. She is on vacation <laughs> from school right now. It's
2: called I Know That Voice. And it's basically a profile of a lot of profil- prolific uh, voice actors, like Tara working... Strong.
1: Did they talk about Tara Strong? I Almost at all? thought you Tara said prophylactic. Strong. For a um What can you give me? A she did um, Harley Quinn in the Batman <gasps> series. She does uh, yes. um, My Anything Little Anything You Pony. Say, Mr. Yes. J. She, does, yeah. she did Bubbles mm-hmm. in yes, Powerpuff so yeah. Girls. Yeah, I
2: mm-hmm. love Tara Strong. She's well, wonderful. Yeah, she Tara powerful.
3: Strong. Yeah, I was thinking for, for a second if you're talking about Irene Sorkin because she was the original. She was the original Harley Quinn. But no, Tara... I was
2: talking more about like. Bubbles and uh, My yeah. Little Pony. Yeah, like, she was also
3: Batgirl, too, yeah. Tara Strong. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Um, but yes, yeah, she's featured as well as a lot of Simpsons folks. Hank Azaria is interviewed. Or what about um, the, the
1: guy that fucking, he does like everything. The guy who does Winnie the Pooh's Jim voice. Jim Cummings.
2: We talk about Jim Cummings all the time. And yes, he has a really awesome so part good. in this documentary. A lot so of uh, Matt Groening is interviewed. Matt Greening, um, yeah. yeah. And then um, Seth Green. or, or Yeah. Yeah. Seth Green, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of uh, Robot Chicken uh-huh, and uh-huh. Family Guy fame, of course. Um, and yeah, just a lot of producers, Hollywood people, just talking about the art of
1: voice and it acting. Is an art,
2: it's seriously, it's acting. It's it's so much, and people as, really take it for granted. As you know? we
1: know from the special project that we're doing right now, oh, that shit ain't God, easy. It is not. <laughs> speaking oh, of voice yeah. actors
0: have you guys heard any ads on the radio for anything in the new nbc lineup recently mm, no
1: no i don't watch commercials no. anymore what do you mean
0: yeah i, I don't either but <laughs> you, you know jake jake green is like the voice of all of those he's been doing a shitload of voice acting huh, lately. really i want to give him a shout out <laughs> he's killing it nice. so you know this guy yeah, we went to
3: high school with him. No
1: oh, shit. wow. Yep. That's
3: cool. And then uh, we were in college together oh, for yeah. a little bit. Nice. He's
2: like one of my best
3: friends ever. Fun. Oh, wow. And he's also a damn funny We of comics,
2: once. Nice. Nice. All right, well, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've seen. I haven't had a chance to see all the big ones yet, but I am going to go see Mockingjay pretty soon. Oh, I'm looking forward let's to Let's go that. see
1: that, Roxy.
3: Yes. Uh, Girl okay. date. Yes. You guys have fun.
1: So down. What uh, do you mean you guys have fun? Have you not seen the Hunger Games movies? They're so I good. I saw the middle one, and yeah. I was like, no, Eric. you had to watch the first one too. They are yeah. so good. According to Eric,
0: I didn't have to. I didn't have to just
3: to be part of Eric's it. Eric's
1: lying. Mm-hmm.
0: I will Eric remain could... silent about these movies.
1: Why? Smart move. I'm not a,
0: just not a fan. Okay, I watched smart the move. first one and was like, uh, all right.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. you can leave us ladies oh, to it then. My it's God. Fine. No, okay. seriously? <laughs> great, <laughs> great books, yeah. great films.
2: Yeah, shit. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But
3: you know what, guys? I got to be honest. I wanted to get into the holiday spirit a little early Uh-oh. this year.
1: Oh, um, Brian's been drinking, so
3: okay, I had a little okay. bit of a, a, a holiday movie binge.
2: Did you have an eggnog enema too?
3: I did. Oh, good boy. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's that's one of the enemas that you drink <laughs> first. You don't you don't go have to go up the other way.
1: Mazel that's up. not an enema then. Enemas go. Wait up your a bite. second.
0: Wait a not second. Not true. You drink it before the enema, right? <laughs> yes, you drink it before oh, God. the enema. Bottoms up. I know there Ayo. is a niche on the internet of of. Spiced... Dairy product felching.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like you know,
0: traditionally horchata is Brian not but it's involved sometimes. I'm gagging
3: he, on my own saliva. He, I that, think I just
1: threw up a little. Just made
3: oh my god, that's God, that's awful. All over
1: man. his um, Christmas spirit. No
3: movies, movies, not
1: <laughs> not not, like
3: not, not, Christmas not, not Christmas of eggnog. Movies. Please God, or fireball for that matter. Um, yeah, speaking of
0: felching and other 1940s sensibilities. Wow, dude. <laughs>
1: Um, I like his segue better <laughs> yeah. That's um, me too Brody, <laughs>
0: nice um, can I can I do that then no <laughs> <laughs> how
1: Just unlike Brian segment. to binge on holiday movies
0: yeah. Brian binges on holiday movies in August <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hang on a second. Let's let let's make this more lively. Aren't you guys going to ask what movies I saw? No,
0: because unless, we know it's the same tired-ass movies you yeah, watch every year. Exactly.
2: Um, <laughs> unless one of those movies involves Jingle All the Way, I'm not interested.
3: What? Actually, I saw about for about two seconds of it. It Good. was on the air. Good. Already. <clears throat> Good um, life
2: choices, Brian. Good life choices.
3: <laughs> Good life choices. No, actually, the movies I watched were um, made before 1980, believe oh, it or not. Before 1970, whoa. even. <gasps>
2: I think I hear dun, how oddly dun, specific dun. to some of our yeah. feedback. Exactly, I think I hear, I hear my feedback uh, sensors tingling.
3: <laughs> yeah, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty.
2: I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm back, Sean Moriarty. Oh yeah! Welcome back, dude. We missed
0: you. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. You no, didn't want didn't. me there during Harry Potter. It uh, just you could have. You just would have heard my eyes rolling a lot.
1: heard your eyes rolling huh did you listen to those episodes and everything you weren't convinced to start reading them or anything like that because I was
0: seriously Mm. No,
1: not at all. Not even a little wow. bit. Wow. Yeah.
0: I get it. It's like I get it. Did, I just, I, I don't care for it. Did Gina's you know
1: passion
2: not like in like just inspire? No, you? that's
0: the fucking really weird thing. I really enjoyed listening to the episodes about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like I'm gonna go. I mean, I've seen all of them up until Half Blood Prince. I didn't yeah. watch the last two. Why not? I think the I fifth just, one just
3: turned them off because actually, I took them to see the. Fifth I'm busy.
0: One. I'm busy mm-hmm. plowing through Golden Girls episodes. I still got like four <laughs> seasons left. I, I had a break. Do you have to use the word plowing through the Golden Girls girls? from half
2: blood (laughs) prince to? I choose my
0: words carefully, Brian.
2: (laughs) Do not speak ill of the Golden Girls. When
0: I think of Rue McClanahan, plowing is always in the little (laughs) thought bubble. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow!
3: So,
1: speaking of old things,
3: yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, as you guys Miracle have,
1: on Thirty Fourth Street is a really <laughs> old and awesome Christmas yeah.
3: movie. So, um, as you may have noticed, our dear and loyal listeners, um, the holiday season has vomited itself upon oh. uh, us.
1: It did that back in October. It did it?
3: that back in October, Tuna and vomiting. I say this, of course, as someone who love, love, loves Christmas mm. from the bottom of his heart. It did kind of vomit on us a little bit this year. Shit. So um, we wanted to kind of bring it back a little bit and go back to what we love about Christmas, which, of course, is watching Christmas movies along, along with our friends and family.
2: And but, presents. And yeah. presents. Well, of
3: course, presents. And presents. And,
2: and spiked eggnog. And Mostly and spiked presents. Eggnog and fireball. Yeah, lots of uh, fireball. And <coughs> yes, presents. Indeed. What else do we like about Christmas? Pig. Presents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, movies. Yes. Back to movies. I always go to the movies on Christmas Day. I yeah. do, too. Really? Yeah. Tradition. I, see, that,
0: I love doing that.
2: Dude, it's Actually, the bomb. You have to. Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> I'm probably going to see Into the Woods this year.
2: Yeah, me, too. Yeah?
0: I don't like how they're marketing that movie and not showing you at all in the teaser trailer that it's a musical. I feel like it's going to dupe some people.
2: They're really focusing on Meryl Streep, I've noticed, and yeah. of course, why wouldn't they? Right? Well, and she is
1: kind of the best character in the whole show. True
2: that. So she's gonna really market the film to yeah. the best of its abilities. I gotta say, sense. I'm
3: not, I'm not worried about it though because yeah. Anna Kendrick is a decent singer. She's know,
1: a decent. She's really good. Yeah,
3: Meryl Streep, we know, can sing from "Mamma Mia." Even though the movie well, was awful.
1: She, but she's not. She's not Bernadette Peters good. Mm. No, she's and not. And Bernadette Peters did Nobody
0: this role. Nobody yeah. is Bernadette Peters. Not even Fair. Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Fair.
1: Yeah. Fair.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: Johnny Depp did not He b- he can, His Todd hand justice.
0: looks really mm-hmm. good in the trailer. But he can sing at least. <laughs> his hair. Whether or not, no, his hand. All oh, you this, see is yeah. like his wolf hand going around yeah. a tree. Whether, and that's
3: it. Mm. Yeah. But whether or not he did Sweeney Todd justice, you at least know he can sing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. And on top of you that, thought he could sing in Sweeney Todd? I mean, he can do a rock star vocal. <laughs> I just don't think he's musical theater vocal. Yeah,
3: exactly. Mm. No. Who actually he I think is going to be what's this horrible in that movie? Who I actually think is going to be the uh, the underdog is actually going to be Chris Pine
2: or yeah. Emily Blunt yeah. even. Uh.
3: Um, Emily Blunt may be able to do it too, but Chris Pine, like he hummed, a, he sang a couple bars of "Fly Me to the Moon" on yeah. uh, Jimmy Kimmel nice. a few months ago, and he's like really good. Aww. Yeah, not just like oh okay he can he can fake it. No, he's actually really really and good. And he's
0: so, so- dreamy. Like on that, so Rebecca. dreamy. <laughs> Good. His eyes are like an infinite ocean of wonder, and that <laughs> five o'clock
3: shadow that happened at two a.m.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, where'd you pick that one up? <laughs> so yeah,
3: I nice. got my asshole apparently.
0: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street happened in the forties.
2: <laughs> yes, it did. Wow,
0: wait, what is what a segue, what? Sean?
3: I Let's don't
2: know. go on this journey, you with guys. You. This We're is why all I'm over here. the place. So okay, okay. Question about Christmas in the forties. Okay, <laughs> like. I really love how this movie, this film, portrayed and captured the excitement of it all, especially the New York version of Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, the Macy's
1: parade. Well, and this movie is actually stuff. this movie is actually what put the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in the heart of America. Like it wasn't fantastic. It had been going on since like 1924 or something like that, yep. and cool. it. Um, it was only locally broadcasted. So it was a thing just for New Yorkers. Mm. And then this movie basically said, Hey, this thing happens and it's kinda huge and awesome and then people got really excited about it and became a national yeah. sensation. Yeah. And
3: I will agree it's a very um it is a very New York version of Christmas.
1: That's cool. I
2: love the fact that Natalie Wood was convinced that um Edmund Gwen, who played Chris Kringle, was actually Santa Claus. <laughs> was
1: she really? Yeah, she. I mean, she was only eight, you know, the poor girl. She was st- stupid talented in this movie. <laughs>
2: Apparently, until she saw him out of costume, um, that's when she hi- finally came to terms. And when she saw him without his beard at the cast party after the film wrapped, she couldn't recognize him. Wow. So, yeah, this little cute girl, you know, totally mm-hmm. believing in the spirit of Christmas, you know, on and off the film. I just think yeah. that's the most precious part about it. And I'm a huge Natalie Wood fan, so yeah. the fact that this was what her sixth film in her mm-hmm. entire career. Like, she she's she's an incredible actress, yeah. and I really think
1: she showed her chops in this movie, even as a kid. Yeah. Mm. So, real quick, brief synopsis in case you haven't seen this movie or any of its subsequent remakes. Um, it is about this guy who replaces the drunk Santa in the Macy's <laughs> Thanksgiving Day Parade and ends up playing a very convincing Santa so much that they hire him to be the Macy's Santa. Mm-hmm. And he's hired by this woman. And so uh, she's a single mother who's raising her daughter. And she's raising her at this point to not believe in anything, I guess. To, yeah. only, to only believe in what's real and what actually exists in front of her. So no fairy tales, no Santa mm-hmm. Claus, no mm-hmm. pretending basically kind of this girl's grown up pretty pretty quickly uh-huh. um and it's you're kind of led to believe it's because the the mother um is divorced and is so you know was so upset by having her fairy tale not come true.
2: Beautifully portrayed by Maureen O'Hara
1: by Oh my God, Maureen O'Hara is amazing.
2: Gorgeous.
3: Who at age ninety four still looks pretty damn good for her age.
2: She was awarded an honorary Oscar last or actually this year by the Mm -hmm. Academy. She's one of the only few actresses to be awarded one without being even being nominated in her regular career. That's insane. Yeah. talk about distinguished
1: if you want to see a good (laughs) Maureen O'Hara movie, (laughs) go see McClintock with John Wayne. That is a great movie. Mm -hmm. Um hmm? go on
3: well, I want to dial it back for a second, too, because we talked about the movie, but we didn't even talk about the, the movie. I is didn't actually... even finish the plot. Oh. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to have a comment about Marina O'Hara.
2: Oh. yes, Sorry. I interrupted with Marina O'Hara, but okay. continue with the plot, please.
1: <laughs> and uh, the whole premise of the story is that they don't believe in anything, but the Santa character believes he is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. telling everybody he's Santa Claus and ends yep. up... Um, he ends up being committed to a mental institution and there's a world famous like court case and all this other stuff. Uh, And it's absolutely wonderful. It's such a wonderful story about belief. Yes. Yeah.
3: It's about faith. Not necessarily religious faith, but it's about this movie Mm -hmm. about just believing in something more.
2: And your own convictions, man. Yeah, Yeah,
3: absolutely. And in fact, I think conviction is a better word for it too Mm. because the movie is full of characters who either have conviction or have no conviction. Yep. You know, or have a like, and if they don't or have a it, misguided
1: either... conviction. Ooh, well, ooh. I mean,
3: some people have a stunning lack of conviction, and some people just have this—they're they're stuck. They're in—they're full of doubt.
1: The the shrink yeah. has some pretty serious misguided conviction. Yeah, oh I would
3: say God. that was his lack of convictions. So that's just me that personally. Really, I
1: think he I was just... completely convinced of himself and of his own skills, which <clears throat> were not credited. But anyway, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um, so. The other thing is that, yes, you got the plot down beautifully. What most people don't know is this movie was actually an adaptation. Mm -hmm. It was a novella. It's been adapted
1: several times. No. Okay. So the writer who wrote the script and then also wrote the novella and they were released at the same time. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So this one was done in 1947, I believe. Yes. And then there was another one done in 1955. And then there was another one done in like the 70s. 1974. Yeah. And then
1: there was one in the 90s. 1994 with Mara Wilson. Oh. And... Elizabeth Perkins, which is just kind of weird because oh I mean, just seeing her in this and then seeing her in Weeds, it's just kind of weird. We also,
3: we also can't forget best. Dylan McDermott was also in it yeah. before the practice and
1: Richard Attenborough
2: playing the Sandra. late,
3: great so, Sir Richard, at- Richard Attenborough. What do yes. you guys
2: think of Edmund Gwen then? Oh
1: my God, mm-hmm. he was awesome. That beard was real, you Dude, guys. That little part, like at, <laughs> in the. Right when he looks at the judge, like, towards the end of the movie, and he puts his little hat on has his cane and just kind of smiles at him, you see exactly where they got, like, the claymation snowman. (sighs) And because it looks just... It's, like, the stunning similarity of just kind of the little, like, and it's, oh, so good. Talk about conviction, Super charming. I loved him. I loved him.
3: For me, that... I mean, there's a couple of moments that, like, I actually was crying watching this movie. There's a couple moments where I I did Mm. truly tear up, and... uh, This is such a slice of what America was like post-World War II. Yeah. Because you have... Seriously. Mm -hmm. Because... And there's all these little subtle things that you don't catch until you realize, oh, shit. Like the Dutch girl. Oh, yeah. The Dutch girl who is orphaned from Rotterdam. And, of course, it's so moving when you find out, oh, Santa Claus speaks Dutch, you know, and he maybe he is who he he says he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's this this implication of, well, her parents probably died in the Holocaust, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's just like... I can't believe 20th Century Fox was willing to like put them in, in their own way but just like that and also looking at uh Fred's reaction when he finds out that her parents uh divorced when they were a kid like that look on yeah. his face of oh, no, because how shameful it was to be divorced at that point yeah. in time.
1: Oh, and actually, apparently the Catholic Church had an issue with this movie because of the divorce comment. Mm. That there was actually... Well, of course they There did. was like a Catholic League of Decency or something like that. Yeah, the
3: Catholic League of Decency, as it's known today at the Catholic League of America. Yeah. Yes, is a conservative wow. Catholic and organization. They America. gave it
1: a B rating then, and now it, <clears throat> this movie now has, a, has an O rating, mm. apparently, which mm. is like even lower. Like they've just decided... <laughs> for that one moment. Not, not just, I think probably for the divorce thing back then, I think now probably for the idea of believing in Santa Claus.
3: Well, so the, the other thing I like about this is that you're also noticing that there is again a return to commercialism mm-hmm. with Christmas, which had happened in the Victorian era and now, now re emerging and that, the character of Chris Kringle is trying to, like his whole mission is he's trying to fight that again. He's trying to bring it back to the concept of Christmas, not so much
1: Although, the religion of Christmas. And that's true. That is absolutely true of that character, although I think it's really funny that this movie is also just one big advertisement for Macy's. Oh, yeah. That is
3: very interesting. (laughs) It's like
1: Macy's saying, but we're not the commercial department store, so shop here.
3: (laughs) It is very interesting because they also refused to have their name put on the remake in 1994. They
1: did. And so what I was reading about that was that they decided – so they said that they didn't want to do it because they liked the original movie so much that they thought that any sort of remake – was gonna be a disservice to sure. to that. Somebody else had also commented saying that it was because at the time, Macy's was trying to get out of serious effing debt and that they were um, on the verge of declaring bankruptcy. Ooh. It would have been out. a
0: really good 90 stamp on it if it was Mervin's instead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mervin.
0: Oh my god.
1: Right. Nobody wow. would believe that Mervin's was big enough to throw a whole parade. Come on. Right. Like TJ Maxx or something. <laughs> well, and actually, and then the 1994 remake was done um was written by John Hughes. Has a totally different tone to it. Mm. Doesn't have the infamous letter scene in the courtroom that wins the court case. Which
0: is a travesty.
2: It is a travesty. Yeah. And
1: also the film most of it in Chicago.
2: Huh. What? Yeah. Apparently, they filmed <clears throat> this 1947 version on a cold winter in New York, so yeah. you know, they went all out with this, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you know.
3: And also, different yeah. mindset, right? You're in the late 40s. You're still in the tail end of the studio system, so totally. they're gonna try to get it done as quickly and as. Dirtily as possible. Apparently,
2: yeah. studio head at the time, um, Daryl Zanuck, wanted it to be released in May. Yeah. Because his theory was more moviegoers go to the movies in the summertime. So they've, this is yeah. going to be a way to get more money for the studio. So they
1: held out for May.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they they promoted it, but they kept the Christmas theme a secret, which is, I think, kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Well, their their <laughs>
1: previews or their, their teaser trailers or whatever for the movie basically were just... Uh, a bunch of stars like rex harrison and stuff on yeah. the backlots just touting the movie and how awesome it is without yeah. actually showing anything of it <laughs> yeah if all these Seriously. celebrities say it's so good it's like Imagine if you just went to like now you would have to see a trailer where it's just quotes from Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and that's the reason why you go right. to see it. And, exactly. I mean,
3: if this movie were made today, it would of course, and just, just like the ninety four version too, it would be released probably on Christmas Day or yeah. on Thanksgiving weekend.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, uh, to yeah. kick off the spirit. Is right. it a late
3: August release? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I was thinking more like I'm a. Sorry. You're never gonna live that down. Every you know that, you... right? <laughs> that,
3: I still stand by that statement.
2: <laughs> Such the, a good
3: the less, is... the lesser good of the <laughs> of the action movies from the summer get released in August.
0: It's I stand by
3: that statement. I know
1: it just sounded so, so oh. judgy when you said they... it. <laughs> it was
0: wonderful. You're you're wonderful. August release, you. by the way. August release is also the porn parody of August Rush. <laughs>
2: and the same wow. Fun um, fact, fun fact that really, I really because I thought that was this.
1: August Gush. Go ahead. Oh, oh that wow. is better.
0: Fail on my <laughs> part. Go ahead.
2: This film was released at the Roxy Theater. Aw. Oh. cute. Oh. Which is still a what's theater? playing at the Roxy? I'll tell you what's playing at the Roxy. (laughs) I know lots of farts. Lots of really Uh, farts. It's
3: funny. This is how much. Uh, (laughs) So, going back to our theater roots, Sean, you and I were thinking the exact same thing. What? What is this? That's from Guys and Dolls. So, what's playing at the Roxy? That's the the, the opening opening line of of the song Guys and Dolls in the song from the (laughs) musical Guys and Dolls.
2: Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I haven't seen it. So, hey, cool. All right. I was like, you want to know what's playing at the Roxy right now? (laughs) And what's playing inside of me right now? Not not, (laughs) not a lot.
1: Like. Yeah, I'm very gassy right now. And, oh, wow! All right, so I feel like I want to rant about these movies for Do a it. quick second. Do it. No, no, go ahead, Brian. Oh,
3: so I have something to say too. And no, I no think, go for it. And I think it's going to spark discussion. The one thing, even though I love this movie, I hate the ending,
1: hmm.
3: and I'll explain what? why. Because this whole movie is about belief, right? And the entire movie, you have your questioning. Is he really Santa Claus? Is he really Santa Claus? There's all these indicators. Okay, he's from an old person's home. Maybe he's just old and delusional. But again, all of a sudden, he can without Dutch. And he has all these different things mm-hmm. that, that clue you one way or the other, right? And when they finally have you believing that it's Santa Claus, and then you have the great scene where the kid got the house, and you see his fucking cane yeah. on the wall, meaning it was his house, which means he wasn't really Santa Claus the whole time. What? He was a fucking old man the whole... And I felt like... I felt that's cheated. No, you th- Brian, you what, idiot! I felt what cheated. Brian, it was.
0: It's right oh. next to the goddamn chimney. <laughs> he came in through the fucking chimney to make sure that the house was all cool, so that the family could move into it.
2: Yeah, Brian,
1: that's
0: <laughs> and
3: that's not the end. That's not the only thing I took from it. No,
1: no, no. It was that it was that he arranged that? the whole th- like that Santa knew and made it happen in his own Santa way. So this is what I like about this movie: is that at no point does Santa really have exaggerated magic, right? It's yeah. not like the Santa Claus where Tim Allen squeezes through a chimney. You know, not like <laughs> that right. What you have here is Santa is getting the kids what he what they want through the parents. He's telling the parents where to go buy the toys that the kids really want and all that other stuff. At the end of the court scene, um after Santa knows that the uh prosecuting attorney's kid wants the football helmet right he knows what this kid wants and then um at the end of the of the courtroom scene the like the prosecuting attorney goes i need to go get my kid that helmet and then he like runs out right so santa is doing like this weird thing through influence it's not like outward magic it's parenting by santa it (laughs) kind of so now, now now
3: that you say that okay fair enough
1: and he guides them in that direction to find okay. the house. so there is there is a key yeah.
3: line that justifies your, your point because Fred says the house is for sale. We can't let her down. Yeah. And okay, you're fucking right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. He is
1: Santa. Uh, how, how, how can we, okay,
0: so Brian gets it, but I was gonna try to explain it to him in in you know ways that he could understand by saying you know like Santa Claus is an idea. He is more than a man. It's the Santa Claus we deserve, but it's not the Santa Claus we need right now.
3: Santa is Batman. As Chris Kringle, he could be broken, he could be replaced, but, <laughs> but as a symbol, Santa me! merry Christmas.
1: That's pretty much it. Santa is Rachel. Batman. There's the episode title.
2: <laughs> what? Awesome. Oh
3: my God! You're yes. right.
2: <laughs> I just
3: imagine like the tumbler being pulled by reindeer. <laughs> yes. Now.
2: Alfred, the engine's <laughs> broken.
1: Oh, my what God. What are we going to do? Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that the penguin's just a disgruntled elf? Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, and the Joker, Joker is Black Pete, or the he's the he's the, the Krampus, basically.
2: Yeah, the Joker yeah. is Black Pete? What?
3: So, okay, we, we talked about this in uh, the Santa Claus episode on Nerds and History a couple oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. So, in Holland, and actually just the Netherlands in general... St. Saint- Citricloss has an, uh, an evil counterpart called Juarte Piete, which translates to Black Pete. Cool. What's terribly offensive about this is, from centuries, it was a guy in blackface. Um
1: Mommy. But
3: basically, he was the. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that was the most like just dead <laughs> Oh my god, Roxy. I not mean,
3: even phase you. Um, if you see the pictures, you're just like, wow.
1: Right? Okay.
2: But so the whole point was,
3: if you were a good child, center class gave you toys. If you were a bad child, Black Pete would beat you. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even. He had like a switch, and he would. Spank you, yeah. Merry Christmas. Well, thankfully, some cultures who also practice the Santa Claus legend also developed another version, which is the Krampus, the oh, Anticlaus, yeah. which was a demon that would basically
2: eat you.
1: Yeah, he would eat children. And
3: drag you
2: away to hell.
1: Aww. So that one's better. Apparently, Kevin Smith wants to make a movie about the Krampus. Of course
2: he does. He does. He's obsessed with Canada and, and, and not things. not Canada, yeah, but yeah. He's going to call it cool Anticlaus. Yeah. I mean, I just... When I think He's obsessed Kevin with Smith, moving
0: north with things.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> He's obsessed there with
0: northbound... Films.
1: Trajectory. Yeah, (laughs) I'm back on track,
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to rant about this this a little bit. Go ahead. Why the fuck does Fred Gailey's character come into play here? Because... He has been soliciting the attention of a little girl just to get close to her mother. It is so creepy. This guy's already taken the daughter to the goddamn zoo without the mother having ever met him. Whoa, this is whoa, so whoa, goddamn whoa, weird. Whoa, and in whoa, the 1994 whoa, whoa, remake, whoa, 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 I don't care whoa. if the housekeeper was there. <laughs> I don't care if the housekeeper was there. That's still creepy. It, and in the... 1990- no, it's not creepy. Let her finish. Oh, in the
0: 1994
1: yeah. remake... Elizabeth Perkins leaves Mara Wilson with Dylan McDermott, even though she's not really into- she's like not really dating this guy. Mm. He's just a friend of hers. So she's leaving Mara Wilson with Dylan McDermott like all the time, and asking people to take her home so she doesn't have to deal with it. <laughs> and she left this guy that she obviously thinks is crazy. She thinks that he's crazy because it's she doesn't believe that he's think crazy. No, in the in the nineteen ninety four version, she thinks he is not Santa Claus, but he thinks he's Santa Claus. Fair And yet she leaves him alone to babysit Mara Wilson while she goes on a date. Okay, fine. But you're talking
3: about the 94 version.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's just the... But but even then, I still do think it's really weird that she comes home after the parade, talks to the housekeeper, and the housekeeper's like, oh, yeah... The neighbors, like, she's over at the neighbor's house, but I can see them from the window, whatever. So, uh, okay, hey,
0: we don't know about the relationship that they had before this, whether they were kind of friendly with each other. And maybe that little girl they is desperately looking for a
1: father figure. Other. They yeah. don't know each other.
0: But, no,
3: see, in the in both versions of the film, they don't, the mother doesn't meet Fred or, I think, uh
1: Brian, Brian Bedford. Brian
3: Bedford in the new Which, version. Which fun until... fact?
1: Bedford name of Bedford Falls from "It's a Wonderful Life." <gasps> right. Oh snap! Um,
3: they don't meet until that very first meeting. But here's the thing, though. Truth be told, if you tried adapting the story exactly as it was from 1947 to 1994, or even till today, there are a lot of elements that just don't fit. Like you said, a child being left unattended, or a child being left with a neighbor who you don't know. New, 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 new. Number two. Creepy. A drifter coming out of nowhere saying, I can be your Santa Claus. <laughs> no, she, Number two. She
1: suggested that he become the Santa Claus. because He's he, still
3: a drifter. He well, still comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. A
0: drifter doesn't wear a hat and has a cane. I Brian, mean, he wasn't
3: as
2: nice has, a dresser. You you know, know. Didn't, yeah, he didn't he look nice homeless eyes. or crazy.
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Number three. The uh, the psychologist who would be on, on staff would have had to have had his background oh, check oh, and would have absolutely. had to have a license. Yeah. Um, Which I like
1: the part where, like, are you even licensed? <laughs> <right>. <laughs> really? We didn't check that beforehand? Oops. Right. Also, the courtroom scene. So technically speaking, they could have the judge could have dismissed the case right away because the, the prosecuting attorney goes like after he says, OK, this man clearly thinks he's Santa Claus. I rest my case, Mm -hmm. and goes to sit down, the judge could have dismissed it at that point because it's not... The prosecuting attorney was obviously saying that he wasn't going to provide any extra evidence. He wasn't going to be pushing. That was his only... Defense or his only oh. accusation was that okay, he thinks he's Santa Claus, but the reason why they were having the hearing was because he was supposed to be committed because he was violent, not because he believed he was Santa Claus.
2: Oh, so he was trying to base it off the fact that he thinks he, he's so cra- crazy, not ah. violent.
1: Yeah, I so, see what happened
2: here.
0: So, this the, is why you don't watch this movie with a lawyer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Steve gets you all this information. That actually was not that part was not from Steve. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> the, the part from Steve was it was like no 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 this case would have been th- it's like he couldn't do that that was that's not civil procedure like, yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> that was something else let me tell like you about
0: habeas corpus
1: <laughs> he was like no no they're violating, violating civil procedure this this, this court would sub- this like case would have been State, tossed no. out crude <laughs> <is> bullshit <laughs> but no it was because yeah I've read somewhere else though it was like no it would have been just dis- like the judge could have just dismissed it right oh, then and there yeah. and he wouldn't have had to worry about his election or having to decide this whole thing well, so he put wow. himself through a necessary and he stress. a Christmas And
0: miracle. he wouldn't have to abort- have <laughs> He wouldn't have had to have worried about Fred from I Love Lucy. Given yes, him all right? Oh my God, that again, record.
1: Sean, you steal
0: my thought. That's
3: amazing. <laughs>
1: from I Love Lucy. Yeah, he was there like advising him, and it's like, where the fuck did Fred come from? And I love that he yeah, was yeah, not- Well, by the
0: way, in 1947, he was legally the only man allowed to have a cigar in a courtroom.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? That was the thing. I was like, he had a cigar in every single scene that you saw him in. Yeah. And I
3: love that whole monologue he gives. It was like, Oh, and the toy agencies, they're going to love you. And yeah, the unions, the sarcastic gonna, you're going to be an awfully popular fellow. That was,
1: <laughs> honestly, I yeah. think this is a really good script. Aside from the fact that there were those like real weird, obvious like scene exit lines where it's like there was one guy who was like, oh, yeah, I should go now. By the way, where do I need to go? Oh, we'll see you out. No, that's okay. I'll find my way. Next thing you know, they're walking down a hallway. And I'm like, but just... Trust the audience to go there with you. I'm really confused why you had to do this really awkward line about how to get you out of that room. They it was didn't a trust weird. the audience. Well, in the it was 1940s. A weird. you know who would agree
3: with you, yeah. George Seaton, the original writer and director, because oh. in 19, the 1950s, uh-huh. this story was adapted into a radio play, which in which the entire original radio cast. Original cast in the film reprised their roles. Oh, that's for. true,
1: including and Natalie Wood. Right? And yes, and then there was a
3: later one in the fifties that, that did not. Wasn't in, that she yeah. wasn't in, and then finally, in I think the seventies, uh, Samuel French bought the rights, and they've now been available to regional theaters across the country to produce the show, which made me hungry because I actually was watching this movie and like, Oh God, I want to direct this as a play because there's so much you could do with it that you like, you could kind of craft things like you, they're, they're the audience in the courtroom from the beginning, you know, like they're posing the argument from the beginning. So, um, Yeah. That's why that script. And you're anyway, right; it's got really solid dialogue. It does Such have really good, good dialogue. Yeah.
1: And honestly, I love the little Deus Ex mocking of how they end up proving that Santa or Santa Claus is Santa Claus based on the U.S. government and postal workers. <laughs> right? The yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. It really believes.
0: was some lazy postal workers that were like. All 1940s, like, you yeah, remember we got all them bags back there? How about we get rid of them? We take them to the courthouse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I loved ah, it.
0: jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.
3: I love that. <laughs> I
1: thought that was so cute. And I thought that that was a really good way because, I mean, Fred Gailey really didn't know how to wrap up this case. He didn't know how to get that solid proof. And then voila it's just handed to him by the people of new york the people who are believing in him Ugh. believing in santa claus i love it it's i just love like that that is so much better than the in god we trust defense yes that they did in the 1994 movie. The
2: people of New York are very good at this kind of stuff. Yes. Have you seen Spider Man? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're
1: fantastic. For <laughs> that scene on the yeah. subway, and are they? They are survivors. They protect their own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love
3: all of the little New York references in this movie too. Yeah. Like when you find her, tell her about these pants. These are going to fall off halfway down Columbus Circle. Like these little <laughs> tiny little bits and pieces that you catch, and and maybe we kind of wonder, wait. Does the parade go through Columbus Circle? I don't remember that, but I think it does. Cool. Um, I don't know.
2: Do you guys watch
1: the Thanksgiving parade? Every single
3: year. Religiously.
0: I usually
1: try to record it because I try not to be up that early. So fun fact,
3: the original Macy's Day Parade mm-hmm. was not the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was called the Macy's Christmas Parade yeah. because Macy's was always the the intention of the parade from the very beginning was to always kick off the start of the Christmas shopping season. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so it wasn't until later. I'm <clears throat> more. I think when you get toward the p- Depression, that it became the Thanksgiving Day huh. uh, Parade. I can't remember why they changed it. Um, but, but it's
1: still a, a symbol of kicking off the holiday season. Absolutely, it's and just, it transitions from autumnal into winter Christmas theme. Autumnal. What I also thought was very interesting is it.
3: they've the people at Macy's have shortened this this story, uh-huh. and they do a puppet theater version of it in mm-hmm. their uh, displays during that the is so stores. fucking cute. Yeah, the front displays and it's Macy's. like a little
1: thirty minute thing, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. and That's I guess sweet. the so the original window display that they do in the beginning of the movie. Um, has actually kind of made the rounds and it was at it was actually at the Macy's in New York for a long time. Then they sold it to FAO Schwartz. Um, May, like, Schwartz. Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you
3: May the Schwartz be with you And
1: so they so they sold it to them At some point And then now it's in Milwaukee somewhere good. So I don't know how it's made the rounds Good that. on that But yeah the window display is moving Everything around. goes
0: to Wisconsin to die
1: <laughs> <laughs> Or as the Indians called it Miliwake <laughs> Which means the good land <laughs> Don't you know <laughs> Thank you Oh. Miss Cooper. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Cooper?
3: Well, Alan, whatever.
2: Yeah,
1: Alice right. Cooper, but yeah. he's still a dude. <laughs> I was
3: referring to you. Never mind. Oh, okay,
1: great. Sorry. My you bad. guys are real cute. <laughs> mm. So
2: yeah. I think, what's the general consensus? Do we love this movie? Do we hate it? Do we I think like it. about it?
3: I, I will right. probably watch this movie again nice. once the tree is up in the house. Just Aww. because...
0: Which yeah. will be yesterday.
3: Uh, by the time this this episode drops, yes,
0: nice, probably. No, already. I mean like you put it up yesterday, the day we're recording. Like you did it yesterday no. already. You just, just don't so want to tell anybody because you're embarrassed.
1: So you guys know we're we're recording in November. So yeah, Ooh. the tree's already up. In fact, Brian grows his own trees. He does. <laughs>
3: Wait, oh. wait! We're not going to create this whole feeling we're... of verisimilitude. Like, hey guys, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm totally stuffed. It was amazing.
1: No, we're not doing that.
2: No. <laughs> no. Where's Alan when you need him? I just for the whole reference to growing your own Christmas tree. Oh, I know. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually working on a
0: hybrid of a traditional Northwestern spruce tree with a Douglas fir. It's actually from <laughs> British Columbia.
2: Oh, hey! And I'll just
0: tell you that the sap from this hybrid tree is going to cure peanut allergies. (laughs) (laughs) It makes the best syrup it does. I mean, Canadian trees. Why? 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 Why is it me?
2: <laughs>
0: it's always you. I didn't. If I knew Brian when you were like, "Hey, maybe you should come do this podcast thing," that I'd have a man inside me this much. I wouldn't have. <laughs> you would have. You know,
1: it. you would have. I really wanted. I really wanted him to say, "It's a, it's a mix between a spruce and a Douglas fir." I'm calling it a froost. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I love it. Let's get into some feedback.
0: Listener feedback. Yeah so sean yeah on facebook actually tonight uh we got a post from uh monique and it was awesome she said here this is for nerds on film talk about the power a film can have over people and what it can inspire i wonder how many other films have helped drive social change and i'm going to read a little bit of this article a cinema chain in bangkok has canceled screenings of the new hunger games films after protesters adopted the movie's defiant three-fingered salute against totalitarian rule Activists say police ordered the move after hundreds of students planned to protest at open at an opening day screening of *The Hunger Games: Mockingjay*, Part One, on Thursday.
1: Oh. Thailand
0: has been under military rule since May, and authorities have banned the salute as part of an ongoing crackdown on pro-democratic dissent. That is truly a film <laughs> affecting social change. Yeah, and that comes from *The Guardian*.
1: That's that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, film has a really strong power of just awareness, creating awareness. Yeah. Um, you know how many people got exposed to the struggles of gay rights activism after seeing the movie *Milk*. You know those kinds of yeah. things. There's a
0: and you know like I was introduced to the cross joint after uh, *Pineapple Express*. Uh, that movie <laughs> really it, nice. it moved me in a nice. very good way.
2: Sure. sure. Another post on the Facebook is from Danielle. Uh, she says, hi nerds, big fan from the Bay Area here, glad you're all back. Please don't ever leave again. We won't, we promise. Um, a special hi for Gina. I think she's awesome and I love her commentary and crazy amazing nerd knowledge. During Nerds on Film podcast, y'all mentioned page, uh, Patronuses and this made me think of all my favorite nerds. Keep up the great work and can't wait for the next episode.
0: I have to agree, Gina was so good that it she like scared awesome. the shit out of me that she was just <laughs> gonna take my place.
2: I know. Uh, so um, Danielle posted this awesome Awesome, um basically graphic of um, a spotters guide to rare, unusual patronuses. Um, there's a baby goat stampede, a hammerhead shark, a superhero, um, a cassowary. <laughs> space invaders nice. um, a lion's mane jellyfish a transverse rex of course um, and great. an elephant seal and a magikarp because that's exciting you can't be a nerd with a patronus unless it's a pokemon
1: like <laughs> yeah there you go I like <laughs> exactly. it exactly um, I want to give a personal thank you to everybody who wished me a happy birthday on Facebook awesome. I yes. definitely appreciated it you guys are awesome and it made my day all kinds of special and warm and fuzzy so yeah. thank you all very very much
0: agreed and you know you don't look 40 you look way younger so it's shut the fuck (laughs) (laughs) up so we we got
3: also a couple of email feedbacks one was from our longtime listener cam she loved our uh, hobbit and lord of the rings episodes Mm -hmm. way from way back in october um and she wanted to mention that she's such a hardcore tolkiener that she actually did her undergrad uh undergrad thesis on lord of the rings fanfic
1: that's badass nice. so <laughs> did she just say that it was awesome or did she have any corrections or anything like that
3: <laughs> um she didn't have any corrections but the one thing she did say is that i kind of wish that uh i was there with you because you seem like a really fun to hang out with mm.
1: so Aww. that was really cool we wish you were here with Aww. us too in fact you are here with us in yes. A spirit
2: yes in my belly in my tummy you're in my tummy because that's apparently oh, where it is yes that's What's where my up? spirit is <laughs> a how's it lot? going a lot of farts.
1: I cannot stop talking about how uncomfortable I
2: am right now, you guys. Like, this hurts. Oh, <laughs> Well, we're going to have to go ahead
1: and cut it here so Roxy can step outside the cave and start doing some twists I, or something to work I, her digestive system I need to out. do
2: some, like, tummy tuck, roll over things and massages because this is not happening well. All this right. is not going well, anyway,
3: down. Well, guys, while Roxy's <laughs> about ready to lose her stuff, um, <laughs> thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming. You can do that by going to our website, com and clicking on the talk to us button, or of course hitting us up on our social media channels at Nerdonomy through Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you know what? This has become a very, very loving hobby for us, but we would love to be able to do more with it. And we, the only way we can do that is if you guys reach out and tell your friends about our awesome nerdy podcasts. Spread the word of nerd. And you know what you can also do? You can help support us by giving us a little donation by clicking on the donate button or using our audible.com affiliation at audibletrial.com forward slash nerdonomy because when you sign up for a free trial with Audible, we get a nice little commission off that. Or if you give us a donation, you can just help us directly keep our nerd cave thriving and our hot pocket addiction untreated.
0: Uh, Yeah, spread the word of nerd like a bird turd.
1: (laughs) All that good
2: stuff. Yum.
0: (laughs)
3: Yep. And uh, until next time, stay nerdy. Tune into us next time, same nerd time, same nerd channel nerdonomy.com
1: bye,
0: bye. and roll credits and now Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex.
1: Sometimes people grow very large, but that's abnormal.
0: I'll bet your
3: mother told you that too.